0: In the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company. You like that? Yeah. You like that? Yes, we like we like that because we like these feedback episodes. Purple Daily reads the comments here. It's Phil Mackey. It's Judd Zilgad. It's our executive producer, Declan Goff. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's what we're all about here on Purple Daily. The show is powered by Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Are you guys ready to dive into some feedback, some comments, questions, concerns, critiques about the show? You know what? All right. Most of these aren't really about the show, but we're here to help you guys answer questions, you know, being the authoritative experts that we are on Vikings football and life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Justin Nielsen via the score North app says just a thought here. The 1997 Vikings had the second worst defense in the NFL, and they made some minor free agency signings to address the defense. In 1998 draft, so the same offseason, they selected Randy Moss with their first round pick. And address defense with the rest of the draft. Wide receiver wasn't even a team need. They had Jake Reed and Chris Carter.
1: It's true. This is
0: in an era where you didn't even like absolutely know who the third wide receivers were, right? Yeah. Do you see a situation where the 2022 Vikings take one of the top receivers available at 12? Oh God, this is great. Oh, oh, this is great, oh, oh. especially considering
1: our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson on the scoop yesterday came in and said, "I am hearing." Speculation, maybe reckless, maybe not, about the Vikings possibly Dude. targeting a receiver at twelve. You know what? I'll say this: I don't expect it. I won't dismiss it. I will not dismiss it. That that if they because it makes it makes a little bit of sense. Uh, one bit based on on the facts that were just lit, laid out from ninety eight. The other reason why it makes some sense is this one: if you hypothetically love a receiver at twelve. Thielen's probably got a year left here, right? Like there's a very good chance. It sounds like that he's going to play 22 here. And then despite his contract won't be back. So if you can find his replacement to pair with Jefferson, you might be tempted. So yeah, I wouldn't dismiss this. And
0: I love that point. So I have largely resisted this idea or not, not resisted, just kind of dismissed it. Like "Ah, KJ, I got KJ Osborne. They got KJ Osborne, right? Right. Well, KJ Asmore, he's fine. Like he's, definitely like he doesn't have number one receiver potential i don't think but he's definitely a rock solid rotational number two number three number four wide receiver right mm-hmm. but when you when you think of it think of it less about like well because they have kj Asborn, it doesn't it's not a position of need anymore right like so flush that idea from your head for a second and think of it this way and the 97 vikings are a great example the 97 vikings finished in terms of points per game they were 19th out of 30 defenses so they were like like a bottom 10ish defense and they were 11th out of 30 in points for so they had the offense was the strength but they were still outside the top 10 offensively and the defense was kind of a liability and they had to to retool it and so instead of thinking okay how do we get the defense which was 19th up closer to the offense which was 11th they said what can we add to that offense to make it great <laughs> and to make it unstoppable. And, and and even if the defense doesn't come along that much, who freaking cares? We're going to blow the doors off teams offensively, and that's going to make our defense better because we'll be playing from three touchdowns ahead all the time. And they did in 1998. And they were, at the time, the greatest offense of all time. What if instead of thinking, okay, the defense is the weak link on this team, and the offense is like kind of a fringe top 10 unit, and you, make, let's, you just got to add some pieces, and the defense can also be a fringe top 10 unit. What if you said... What's the piece offensively that you can add to blast this thing off into the stratosphere and have it be one of the best offenses in the NFL? Mm-hmm. From that perspective, drafting a potential future number one caliber wide receiver at the number 12 overall pick is very appealing. Jefferson was drafted later than that for the Vikings, and there's receivers mm-hmm. I don't think this is as strong of a class as that was, but like there are some dudes in this draft class that might absolutely be number one or number two caliber guys, and you plop one of those guys on here, and now K.J. Osborne's your fourth receiver still getting run in a system that spreads four and five receivers wide on a regular basis, right? I kind of like this idea. The key to the Moss pick, too, is this. Nobody
1: expected him to fall, and he just free fell because there were character questions, and I believe he had, what, started Florida State, Notre Dame, Marshall, and so what Denny Green had the guts to do was say, I'm stopping that fall now, so I think this also comes down to if a receiver that you absolutely love falls, and the other parallel is this one: Denny, offensive guy, right? So he he's like, hell yeah, I'll take this. Kid, this kid could be awesome. O'Connell, offensive guy, could say the exact same thing. Where Mike would have said, oh Rick, 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 you got to get me a defensive guy. That's my forte. Yeah. So there are, there are. There's a definite discussion to be had at this point. Could be exactly right.
0: Yeah, and you need if if your goal is to flirt with a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, go you know go two three rounds deep in the playoffs, whatever it may be, you need something great. Like you, it can't just be that like oh we're pretty good defensively and pretty good offensively. Like that's that doesn't add up to NFC Championship game or Super Bowl. What is the thing that you can hang your hat on as a team and say we are? unstoppable at this like in in 2017 it was pass rush and pressure it was defense we are you are not going to be able to stop Everson Griffin you know at the time you're good like you know Anthony Barr Eric Kendricks the front seven you are going to have an impossible time containing the double a gap blitz right all that stuff that Mike Zermore is throwing at teams Mm -hmm. I don't see a way where like your defense is going to be the thing that you hang your hat on in the next couple of seasons like you're going to try and make it as good as you can but Offense, you can kind of see some of the pieces. You have a really accurate, quality quarterback. You've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith coming back, Dalvin Cook, depth at running back, maybe an average offensive line for the first time, new coaching staff, scheme. Like putting another chip on that offensive side of the table is really interesting. If you had two
1: really, truly high octane receivers, too, good luck. Like,
0: see, and Thielen, Thielen just running thing. red zone. Yeah, because yeah.
1: he's not high octane. Like he's good. He's really, really good. But he's not a high. But I'm talking about if you, if you literally turn and he does it, Kirk loose. Look, Dude. so Kirk is turning. You like loose. that? You like that? And you say, "I, I love it." I Kirk, love it. I'm going to prop you like this. This actually, I still don't think that it's. The likely thing in the draft but it actually makes a ton of sense and it's really intriguing and we probably both dismissed this previously too quickly
0: yeah it just i don't know you're like hey, they it, got they receivers too. right they got have, well, right. that's what everyone thought in 1998 too well they got i mean they got jake reed and chris carter oh and they and they can still have those guys and here's randy moss <laughs> and you gotta and you gotta have the guts then to stop
1: that fall which is what green has interesting interesting
2: are you yay or nay on the receiver at 12 i can be convinced into it i mean. It's a playmaker, and you can never have as you need to have as many playmakers as possible in, in today's NFL. And yeah, KJ Osborne's developed; he's a nice third wide receiver. I mean, it was obvious that they were going to take Jefferson when he started to fall, and the Eagles uh, passed on him. But I mean, the the, the Vikings had what Thielen and look BC Johnson had a nice rookie season, right? Like he was like oh, BC, nice little you know fifty catch I think season w- was okay. And he somehow started over justin Jefferson for those first two games, which is even more remarkable, but the Vikings still said hey we this is we're gonna have a game changing playmaker on the football field on our offense, and I would not be surprised if they ended up taking another big playmaker and and plugged him into this offense, yeah,
0: yeah KJ had fifty catches six fifty five last year seven touchdowns I mean but like what if you what if he was your f- fourth receiver and this and this is an offense that Alex Boone was laying this out, and by the way, we will get Booney back on people have been asking about Booney he's Booney's Got some projects and stuff, and so he needed a month, month and a half off. But we'll definitely get, we'll definitely mix Boone back in on the show. But like, you're going to use another, you're going to use a receiver, like a fourth receiver more often in this offense than you would have in the previous offense. So, mm-hmm. all right, next question. Jake Tedrow via the Scornorth app, Phil. I wanted your thoughts and uh, maybe Judd Declan's thoughts as well. So you, you guys, I'll can maybe provide your thoughts. <laughs> I'll, I'll just sit out. That's fine. Do you think the do you think the Vikings should develop Kene Wangwu into a role like Debo Samuel in San Francisco? Think of the weapon this guy could become, especially with the speed he has. The Vikings had a player like this with Cordero Patterson and missed out on his potential. An offense with Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, KJ, Irv Smith, ISM, and Wangwu could be very good. The defense would have a hard time trying to figure out who's getting the ball. What are your thoughts on this? Interesting.
2: Uh I like Kane Nwongu. I don't think he can be Debo. I, I, Debo yeah, Samuel yeah. is just a, a freak, and I, I don't know if Kane has necessarily like the size and, and just overall skill that, that Debo had. Like Debo, it's got actually pretty wild. Someone tweeted out, I think like a few months ago, that Percy Harbin was really like the first Debo Samuel, right? Like, the, He was used he was in similar ways, where Percy, when, when he had the ball in his hands in the backfield or as a receiver, he was just a treat to watch, and, and so was Debo. I just don't know if Kane Nwongu has that type of talent in him.
1: He definitely has, though, th- that um, that talent of a team like the Chiefs would find a way to use him. And so I think that, that that's there. So I would not draw the Debo parallel, but I would draw a parallel of could be really effective if used creatively, which is yeah. why last year drove me crazy. He returned two kickoffs for touchdowns. Nobody does that now, right? And so, like, he's got this talent. And he's running up the A-gap.
0: Yeah. What are you doing? Th- and, he, and he has more of like the running back background. Debo has more of the receiver background, and they've kind of worked him out of the backfield. Yep. So they they have different backgrounds. But what it comes down to is touches, right? Pro- product productivity per touch. However you can manufacture that systematically. And Debo Samuel touched the ball 136 times last year. Right. About half of those were technically runs out of the backfield, although... I bet you if you went back and looked some of those were you know there were probably some jet sweeps that looked like runs, but they were passes right where you' you're tossing them all forward. He averaged thirteen yards per touch last season with San Francisco
1: against the Vikings he did, yeah,
0: that is nuts, so I don't know if it looks like what it looks like with Debo in San Francisco for Wangwu, but like can you get Wangwu some more touches? Utilize that speed speed in space against matchups. I mean, if you can get that dude on a linebacker or a safety.
1: If you don't build a package of plays for Wong Wong, Wu, I think you're crazy.
0: Yep. And that's like looking at the chessboard differently. Mike Zimmer wasn't spending time looking at the offensive chessboard saying, how can we get this dude in space? Kevin O'Connell is going to literally be looking at that chessboard for 20 hours a day, obsessing over how do we create mismatches. And
1: Clint Clint didn't, and that's the problem too. Like last year, nobody did. You know, previously it was Shermer, who was really good, right? And then Gary or Stefanski. The problem is, who last year was even exploring options?
0: Yeah, there's looks like nobody. who's the creative mastermind? It just, right, it so this will happening. be totally different. All right, David W. via the Score North app says, I'm disappointed with you, Phil. If you're going to whip out some Wally football mock drafts, walterfootball.com, a true analytical mind will already be thinking ahead to the 2023 draft, which is only 12 months from now. Luckily, walterfootball.com's 2023 NFL mock draft <laughs> already has the Vikings picking somebody. At number 20. I want
1: a
2: mock. Mock.
0: All right. A mock a day here on Purple Daily. We have a 2023 NFL mock from WalterFootball.com. Oh, my God. Hey, Wally Football. Only $9 Only nine a month for the premium ad-free version which of WalterFootball.com. Which you won't get. <laughs> Cheap poll ads. I'm going to spare you the whole draft. The Vikings are picking at 20th in this draft, which means...
2: Cliff. Playoff team. Playoffs?
0: Yeah, wild card team. 7th seed, right? Playoffs?
2: Playoffs. didn't talk about playoffs. What
0: and the Vikings with the 20th pick. They select out of North Carolina. At guard, North Carolina. Guard. Not guard in this case. Cornerback, David Spalding.
1: I want a mic.
0: Yeah. Wally. I want. <laughs> Wally, Still- what the bleep. Everlasting need of cornerbacks. Apparently, the Minnesota how, Vikings. How many
1: quarterbacks go in the top ten if, if you can see the entire mock for 2023? Wow. Wally, uh, football
0: is smart here. He's 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 broken this he's up into it? two different oh, pages. Oh. Never mind. Yeah. No, I got it. I got yeah. it for you. Yeah, because yeah. I was on page two, pick seventeen later. Page two. So he's got C.J. Stroud from Ohio State going number one of the Texans. Then he's got Bryce Young going number two to Alabama, to uh, the Falcons. So he's got the first two picks are quarterbacks. Then he's got a third quarterback to the Lions, Anthony Richardson from Florida, at five. That's three. Yep. And uh, we're scrolling. Oh, wow. No more through the first 16.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Okay. What a grinder, whoever this Walter is (laughs) and his staff of other people named Walter. I think you have to be named Walter to analyze. You have to, yes. Yep. It's, just a bunch of, it's a roving gang of Walters. That's it. There's three quarterbacks. All okay. of them are in the top five in 2020. Okay. Interesting. So there you have it. I
1: want a mock. mock! No.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Walter. We football. should try to get Walter football to the live Purple Daily Surly draft oh, party God. on Thursday, April 28th. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, do you think he'd come out and share his knowledge? For- and, and then, I
2: don't know. I don't even know where he lives. And then he would mock draft all the Surly beverages. First overall
0: down. <laughs> number how one do do to that? Judd. Number two to Judd. Number three overall to Judd. No,
1: but I mean, how how do you do that? That's right. so it's difficult. Tough. And then and then here's the the thing. At that very draft party, we've got a rookie making his first appearance, or hers, I don't know. Before I die, mm-hmm. a beer brewed especially for this event. Doors open at three. We start at six. We go we go until the draft is done. And you can join us. And here's the best part. So special beer, because we all, of course, want the Vikings to just win a Super Bowl title before we die. That's being beer that's being brewed for this event. And and you can join us. And now you're saying, oh, this sounds great, Phil, Declan and Judd. But how much is it going to cost me to walk in that door? How much, Phil Mackey, am I going to have to pay to walk in the door at Surly Brewing to join this great event?
0: It's free. You can just walk in. You can support us by walking in the door, and then we will support you by hopefully entertaining you during the NFL draft. It'll be a blast. And then show us your cans also exactly, exactly on social media like leading up to it. Like this. By the way, like this uh, Walter Football yep. lives in Pennsylvania. His name is Walter Cherapinski, Are you and apparently about? he finished seventh place in the 2020 Westgate Sportsbook NFL Super Contest. So he's what is the guy knows what he's doing. It's the, one of the big like NFL uh, betting... Annual oh, betting cool. contest. Yeah. Do you think we're talking a good sized house here, a small
1: house, or a trailer? For for Walter,
0: Walter yeah. Pierponts. Yeah, like, I I think could see. Probably, Walter, I think he's probably doing pretty
1: good. I don't. Know. I could see Walter with a trailer. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm envisioning a trailer.
0: You know, I don't know if Federated uh, helps. You know, online mock draft businesses. They probably don't, but they help all sorts of other businesses maximize their success. You can check them out at federatedinsurance.com all throughout the month of April too. They're preaching it, so it's Safe Driving Month awareness. Safe Driving Awareness Month, I should say. And so, you know, there's a lot of things out of our control, but something that's in our control is just how much attention we pay to the road and how safe we drive. So, uh, well, Federated's encouraging us to make it home safely tonight, drive safely, be with your loved ones, your mock-drafting friends. And, uh, yeah, federatedinsurance.com. <laughs> Did that's you right. just say uh-huh.
1: your loved one slash your mock-drafting
0: Yeah. yeah. Honey, I'm home. Got Time mock. to mock, kids. Yep, got mock. Gather around
1: the kitchen table. We're going to mock. <laughs> mock.
0: All right, Mike, let's see here. Uh, where are we at? Mike Reynolds via the Scornorth app says, I discovered Purple Daily about a month ago, and now I'm hooked. Thank you. Finally downloaded the Scornorth app, and I'm pumped to be an everyday listener. Mike, welcome aboard, man. Mike, uh-huh. I guess you can call me a diehard transplant Vikings fan because I live in eastern Kentucky, but my father and his two brothers are born and raised in Chicago back in the Purple People Eater days. One brother, a Bears fan, one a Packers fan. My My dad, the lucky Vikings fan, he watched them. Uh, go and lose all four Super Bowls. So I've just been wanting the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before I die my entire life. I'm happy as hell to have found a place to talk honest Vikings football because there ain't a lot of skull chants out there in the Appalachian Mountains where he lives. Awesome, man. You found your community.
1: Yeah, we appreciate it. Whether that. you're
0: local in Minneapolis, St. Paul, or you're a transplant, you're now welcome. Get on here.
1: that plane and come up to the surly first-round draft party that Score North's going to have.
0: Richard Boomhauer via the Score North app says, How's it going? Hoping to get this answered uh, on the Purple Daily Reads, the comment episode. Just wanted to ask you guys. Oh, oh, oh. Wanted to ask you and Declan if you watched WrestleMania last weekend. Mm. I did. I thought it was an awesome two-day event. I was let down by the Lesnar-Reigns match. Personally, wanted to see Brock win. But nonetheless, the show was great. I love Bianca Belair versus Becky. Uh, just wanted to get your opinions on WrestleMania. Just one before we die. school. Oh, give us your quick WrestleMania take.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it for the Purple Daily audience. After sharing it on Mackey Judd audience, watching Stone Cold try to wrestle was painful. It was painful. I
0: completely disagree.
2: I love him, and I think he's amazing on the mic. And if he would have just came out and did some stunners, I'd be fine with that. Watching that leg try to get up was painful.
0: Listen, it was a little rickety. Okay, he's got about he had about nine knee braces on <laughs> yeah. each knee. And uh but I thought he was in a lot better shape than he could have been. Yeah, that's true. He took a freaking suplex bump on the concrete at respect. one
2: point. Yeah, and I that, that's awesome.
0: But he, he hung. He hung. <sighs> I just I would. Kevin Owens preferred. bumped like a champ too, man. He did. The first night was a blast. Just so many fun things. I actually thought too. Was it night two? The the Sammy Zayn. What was the? When was the Jackass match? Was that, uh, that night two was or night one. Night one, I believe. That was fun. The 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 life size mousetrap. I'm done with Reigns and Roman. I'm good there. I, we don't need to see that for a fourth time at oh, some point. Reigns and Lesnar? Reigns and Lesnar. Yep. Yeah. I'm done with that.
1: Yeah, I'm Two former Vikings. That. Right?
0: No, it's crazy. Loser has to go Main back. eventing WrestleMania. Both for cut after times. training camp. Yeah. Or in training camp. <laughs> yep. Wouldn't it be fun to go back and be like, oh, it's crazy. Roman Reigns is out there right now trying to be like a I backup remember him. defensive lineman.
1: <laughs> I remember him
0: at training camp. Crazy. Do you have one here then?
1: Joe. Joe and Noah, I believe. Yes. Yes. Um. You know, I don't think it, I think it was long. I don't think it was super long at the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Mario Rossi, he is the regional manager of Midwest Mock Draft Scouting on Vikings Twitter, okay. Iowa being the region. Mm-hmm. And he chimes in via the scorner of that. Random Vikings question for you guys. With Quasey and the front office bringing back much of the same roster, is there any chance we see Anthony Barr back on a similar deal his injury history and diminished market overall, age included, can be an indicator that Minnesota is one of the only spots that would still want him. With the Neil Hunter and Harrison Smith back, maybe Barr feels like he'd take minimal money to play with his guys. Mm. I just feel like so, so his void years have already kicked in. Are right? yes. there? I can't remember. It's one or two void years, but they're paying dead cap money in void years I don't, yeah. to him right now. I don't know. It would have to be like a total veterans minimum deal for me to entertain that. Otherwise, why would you not have just like reworked his deal? Yeah. If you they know?
1: wanted him back, they probably uh, before those years kicked in, they probably tried to do something, and he probably said no. Yeah. So my guess is that if there was an opportunity that both sides considered, it has passed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just I and not to mention like it's time for it to to pass. I just yeah time for a lot of. How guys many times have you fun. watched? Anthony Barr in the last few years and been like, oh, look at the huge impact. He did have the pick in overtime.
1: I am not for bringing more guys back. I'll tell you that right now. I'm for jettisoning, not bringing back
0: guys. New blood. And then Ben Shimko via the Scornorth app says, new listener here to Purple Daily. Stumbled across your podcast on YouTube a couple months ago. Haven't missed an episode since. Thanks, Ben. I live in Wisconsin. My whole family is Packer fans, so I love hearing from you guys and knowing you can understand my pain. I keep hearing you guys say we're just running it back, and I somewhat agree with that, but not nearly enough attention is being paid to the fact that we know basically nothing about the 2021 draft class. One good draft can dramatically change the landscape of a team. Last year's draft class should get a fair chance now with KOC and get a whole new set of guys that Kwasi wants. That alone gives me hope for this season. So I'll ask this. Are there guys in that 2021 draft class that you look at and say, man, like but Wyatt Davis being the obvious one, but... Yep. Are there any other guys that you're like, I'm really curious about this dude. Wonder what happened to him. Is he going to get a chance with the new regime?
2: Ooh.
1: That's a great question because we know so little about the majority of that class. You're right. Davis stands out. You, you know who I'm curious about? And I look, I don't think he's going to, to be great, but I think he could definitely have ability to contribute is Amir Smith-Marset. The receiver from from the uh, Hawkeyes. Um, I think that there's no there's no question that Wu can have a role. Do I think it's going to be huge? No. Do I think he's talented and incredibly fast? Yes. So I don't know if there's any like per game changers per se, but I think there are definitely people that can contribute who got buried and/or were simply not used to the best of their abilities. Because I think with Wu offensively, there was a there was something there, and they never came close to exploring it.
0: Yeah, I'm actually kind of intrigued by the the two defensive linemen. Patrick Jones the second was was a third round pick by the Vikings out of Pitt.
1: Yeah, it's a good and one. then
0: a Generius Robinson, who Randy and Cottage Grove predicted mm-hmm. that he would get drafted by the Vikings. Amazing, he was a fourth round pick out of Florida State, and did I don't think he saw the field at all last year. But those guys, you know, Generius Robinson is six foot five, 265 pounds. Yeah. He's just a machine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So is there, you know, can one of those guys pop and give you something too? also, I mean, like Cam Bynum only played like three games and he showed some major flashes. So could he, could, could he just be a starter for 17 games this year? You know, Chaz Surratt was the third pick the Vikings made last year. He was a third round pick. You know, that's a linebacker. Could he give you something? We don't know. We don't know. It is phenomenal that 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 entire draft class really aside from
1: Derrissaw got that lost
0: yeah I mean hell, Derrissaw only played half the season because of injuries and doghouse and everything the coach was not pleased about that we all recall that
1: no so all right
0: that's a wrap on purple daily read the comments here we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow on the show
1: at the Home Depot we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical